0: Welcome to the Good Fail Podcast, a guide from creatives on not giving up. I'm Marl, illustrator and founder of card and stationery company, Merle Made Tales. And I'm Abra, writer, actor, and hand letterer. We're bringing you a different perspective on what it looks like to succeed in the creative business and life in general, as we navigate our own lives as creators and the struggle to keep going in the face of apparent failure. Every episode, we'll be delving deeper into our darkest fears surrounding failure, and learning that we can not only survive failure, but succeed at it as well. So come join us doing the good fail. We want to give a regular shout out to the patrons who are supporting us to make this show and do the good fail. The value of what you offer us is so utterly breathtaking in its scope. If you want to join us on Patreon, then you can do so by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash thegoodfail. And a heartfelt thank you to Sarah and Dom who have already done just that. Now, on with the show. Hi! Today we're discussing how society has taught us to value the revenge narrative over the redemptive one, and how that might affect us in doing the good fail. But first, how have you been failing this week? This is a joint failure and a yes. joint success. We just have like one big... One big story for you guys. Story. Yeah. To tell you, um, which was something that happened to us I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Um, And we were kind of so flabbergasted by this that we were like, we have to tell you guys. (laughs) We have to talk about this. We have to talk about this. Yeah. We've talked about it to ourselves, and um, it's it's still kind of like... It's still pretty shocking. It's still pretty shocking to us. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I'm sure most of you are going to have heard of oprah winfrey's super soul conversations yeah because if nothing else we have gone on about it quite a lot on this show (laughs) because we love we love oprah winfrey we do and we love super soul conversations Mm -hmm. because you go on there and you feel so uplifted by the people who she's talking to yeah um who have really a lot of them have have had hard experiences, and they've kind of come round. They've had that moment, whatever it is, and that's that's usually or a lot of them that that's what they're talking about. That yeah. moment where they've come round, seen the light, um, and changed their lives around uh, in a very profound way. Yeah, um, Brenny Brown is on there a lot. Who we also who love, we also love. So you kind of you get the idea if you yeah. don't already know. <laughs> um, so with that in mind we started listening to a, a super soul conversation just while we were doing some artwork. Mm-hmm. We were just having that on in the background, wanting going on there, wanting something quite uplifting and yeah, a nice experience. Yeah. And uh, when we say that she was interviewing Hugh Jackman, you might think, well, Hugh Jackman seems like a positive guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't mean annoyingly chirpy. <laughs> he just has, like, no shadow. Like, you hear him talking, and you're just like, it's all light and amazingness. Um, And you, I don't, you're probably wondering, or I would be wondering, where is the story going? There doesn't yeah. seem to be any hardship in this story. It's just going to be a nice, uplifting story of Hugh Jackman making it as a film star. <laughs> but I think that was the problem. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's already galling enough, I guess, because Abby, you're also trying to make it as an actress, um, and to hear, any way to hear his experiences of um, how kind of acting had kind of fallen into his lap, mm-hmm. and um, not to say that he didn't have his struggles, but certainly it sounded, from what he was saying, a lot easier than, we you know, what you've been experiencing. Sure. So that in itself was already kind of slightly ghouling, but you're kind of willing to listen to it in the hopes of kind of gaining some kind of insight or maybe an unexpected um, idea yeah, life motto or something that's going to help out. Um, And instead, there was just this one anecdote that he told about rushing to an audition for the film Les Mis Mm -hmm. and being just kind of, you know, that really desperate, raw state of really wanting to get this part so badly. Yeah. You know, this was kind of his dream role, like the pinnacle of his career for him would be getting chosen to play this part. Yeah. And he was just put his all into that audition, like, this is my time, I've got to get this role but then there's that fear, maybe you're not going to get it, and what is my life going to be like if it turns out that they offer the part to someone else? Mm-hmm. And, of course, he got the role. And so then Oprah Winfrey was also then offered up her little experience of that when she was auditioning for a part in The Colour Purple, and that was, like, her thing. Like, she really wanted that, and she went to yeah. that audition so desperate, like, I have to. I just have to get this part or I don't know what I'm going to do. And of course, she did get the part. And then, in a quite blasé fashion, in we my opinion. Felt, we we felt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I can't remember which one said it first, but they backed each other up, so who cares? Well, I think it was Oprah Winfrey initially said, when Hugh Jackman offered up this, I would really, really wanted Les Mis more than anything else, and she had offered up her experience with colour purple, mm. she had said... After that experience, I never allowed myself again to want anything as much as I had wanted the colour purple. Because the thought of not getting it Mm -hmm. was too painful. Was too painful. Yeah. And then Hugh Jackman was like, yeah. And can you imagine if you had that experience more than, you know, two or three times? Like, imagine if that happened to you two or three times in a row. Um, or multiple times you you would just really lose a lot of confidence Mm -hmm. in yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) imagine what that would feel like that would be awful yeah imagine that guys (laughs) imagine let's just really imagine and i don't need to imagine that is my life Uh, i think it it suddenly struck me particularly when oprah winfrey said i never allowed myself to want anything that much Mm. again because i just thought just My whole life is wanting things that much. Yes. <laughs> and but unlike Oprah Winfrey and Hugh Jackman, <laughs> I never seem to get it. I don't seem to get it. It's happened. It has happened multiple occasions. Yeah. And so, yeah, I have lost a lot of confidence. <laughs> and there we were sitting there listening to Hugh Jackman and Oprah Winfrey tell us that <laughs> uh, they could not experience our lives. They could not Bear to have our lives (laughs) that our lives were awful (laughs) because we were sitting there with just all this failure we had just like time and time again and how demoralizing and awful and you just end up doubting yourself every single time you go you put yourself forward for something you're like yeah but let's just be realistic here i'm probably not going to get it yeah and I think, well, that just, I think, tipped both of us over the edge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and for about a week afterwards, I was in the pit of despair. I couldn't imagine how it was going to continue. Yeah, it was just like, Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey, who I love and admire, yes. is telling me how awful my life is, <laughs> my life Really must be awful. Yeah, because she is just the queen of making you feel good. Yeah. And so she can't make you feel good. How are you supposed to feel good about this? Um, so we yeah definitely fell into, like I say, this pit Mm -hmm. of despair. Um, I think we're talking about talking, (laughs) talking (laughs) spoken and talked, merged together, guys. (laughs) You're welcome. Take it. Uh, let's see if we can get it into the dictionary. Yes. So, so I have, we've talking about um, life the pit, goals, the, right pit <laughs> the pit of despair, the pit of despair quite often. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're familiar with that concept, with the idea, <laughs> and we were in there, and it felt pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Now, as we have been doing the good fail we have learned and we've also spoken about this before as well learn about how to climb back out of it mm. and we don't spend as long in there as we used to do sure but it still felt like one our life was a failure and we were surrounded by failure it also felt a bit like too a bit of a failure to be so upset about it when we're doing this podcast yeah um but there we were but the success, <laughs> you so you've summed that up, and then you looked at me like I have given you gold. <laughs> Take this, Avra, <laughs> and, and, and give us the conclusion. Well, yeah, I was kind of expecting you to jump in there. I was, I was like, like are, are you, you really this? gonna make me <laughs> carry on? <laughs> I've just given you the most amazing setup ever. <laughs> Take my offering, child, and proceed. <laughs> um, um, let's so, let's try that again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we had come out the other side, and we had a moment of—I wouldn't say we had a moment of awakening, or like we saw something really amazing out of the situation. Mm. But there was just one thought which we clung to. Clung to. And kind of gave us a reason to carry on. Mm-hmm. And that was the thought that Hugh Jackman and Oprah Winfrey were openly admitting that they could not bear to have our existence. Yes. And so here we were, living this existence, and we hadn't yet given up. Mm-hmm. And we weren't going to give up now, either. <laughs> we were mm-hmm. just going to carry on and you know, make the most of things. Yeah. Be resilient. Be resilient. Persevere, which we've been talking about this entire series. Yeah. Um. And so that was a moment for us of realising that the good felt is helping us to carry on and to, yes. <clears throat> to keep failing, to keep going, to keep moving forward. Yeah. And while you haven't given up, you haven't actually failed. Exactly. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> well, you, this is the conclusion I was waiting for. Um, let's move on to our main topic. Yes, please. After that bombshell, <laughs> um, so as we said, which seems can you like you an remember age ago <laughs> after those mind-blowing conversations, um, can you even remember what this topic was was in the first place? Let me give you a little recap we are talking about the revenge narrative, which is quite prevalent in society today, Mm -hmm. and why that is preferred over the redemptive one, and how that might affect us in doing the good fail. Yes. So, how did we actually come up with this topic for the good fail? Yeah, good question. And... As with many of our podcast topics, it started with a discussion Yeah, um, that wasn't us sitting down going, what are we going to talk about for the good fail? Mm. Um, But we had seen a drama on the BBC, Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was at the end of last year sometime? Yeah, about then. Yeah. And we started discussing this drama after it finished, um, and it also led to... Um, A more general observation About popular culture Which may sound like a strange place For a podcast about failing to start Uh, A little bit (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the direction That the discussion took Seemed pretty relevant to bring here And also we were interested In following it further ourselves Which is why we bring you this episode But You're probably all dying to know, what was the drama? So the series was called um, Gold Digger. (laughs) Thank you, there you go. (laughs) Revealed! (laughs) And the winner is... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Gold Digger. Gold Digger. (laughs) Um, Let's just say, very briefly, I'll go into the synopsis for you. Um, Maybe we should say here... Um, spoiler, spoiler alert <laughs> we're just gonna tell you what happens. <laughs> um, we won't go into all the details but it will give you a bit of an idea of mm-hmm. how it ends so very briefly it was um, focused on an older woman I'd say she was kind of middle-aged her children had all left home um, who meets a young man and unexpectedly falls in love and the mystery of the whole drama was whether this young man was genuinely in love with this woman or if he was practising a massive con and was in fact a gold digger, hence the title. And from the title, you kind of expected that he was a gold digger. <clears throat> and that's what his children, his children, her children thought. And so they are very suspicious of him and they start to investigate him and they start uncovering anomalies in the young man's past. And what he's told their mother. And at the same time, the moments that you see of the young man and the woman together seem quite sweet and genuine. So, so that sounds yeah. nice, but where is this leading? Yeah. <laughs> still, it's like, come on. <laughs> um, I guess the uh, the plot of the drama, as I say, isn't that important to... The topic of this episode. Yeah. It's the context, just giving you a bit of context. <laughs> yes, exactly. For the thing. <laughs> um so our discussion was really about the ending of the series. So again, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um particularly kind of in the last few episodes leading up to the <clears throat> leading up to the finale. Uh, as it grew closer we became just more and more convinced that something awful was going to happen and somebody was probably going to be murdered yeah he was (laughs) going to kill her he was going to kill the children the children were going to kill him she was going to kill herself yeah someone was going to get killed (laughs) yeah um we didn't know who no it was it was that was where this thing was leading. Yeah. Every scene was like, oh no, yes. it's now it's now <laughs> yes. it's now. Oh, I don't I don't know if I can watch <laughs> yeah. this. It's too tense. Somebody's gonna pull out an unexpected knife from the kitchen drawer, or yeah, you know something. Someone's gonna seem completely sane and then suddenly and then suddenly lose the plot. Yeah. <clears throat> it's all gonna go really pear shaped. But do you know what actually happened? Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> No one killed anyone. What? I know. We were completely, like, what's the word? Well, we were shocked, and this we is what shocked. led to the conversation <laughs> yes. afterwards. Uh, because, actually, the ending was, like, way more radical than, <clears throat> like, a massive blood bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, actually, the woman decides to forgive the young man, his slightly dubious past. Yeah. She tells her children to back off mm-hmm. and she tells her ex-husband to back off and she goes, you know what? I'm happy with this young man. I am going yeah. to forgive him, you know, the lies that he's told me. What? Mind blown. But why were we so convinced that murder would be involved? Um, <clears throat> I think on the whole... We think popular culture has come to revere the revenge narrative <clears throat> over yeah. over a redemptive one. Yeah, if we think to pretty much any action film ever made, uh, you you kind of understand what we're talking about. Yeah, the you know the good guys in inverted commas, mm-hmm. um, you know, always has to avenge either themselves or someone else who has suffered at the hands of the you know, bad guys. Mm. <clears throat> um, and that normally involves killing someone. Yeah.
1: For <laughs> ultimate al- revenge. Yeah, the ultimate.
0: Or at least making them suffer pretty badly. Yeah, it's like a life for a life. You've just killed my wife, so now I have to kill you. Yeah, or... You Whatever. are threatening to kill world, so now I have to kill you. Yeah, or, You know. You, you, I don't know. You, you know that you know the narrative. Yeah. We don't have to go into it in too much detail. It's yeah. It's probably pretty familiar to you guys. And not to be like, oh, we're looking down on this as a narrative, like down our noses at it kind mm. of thing. Because we're all for a good superhero movie. Oh yeah. Where you watch it in the full knowledge that everyone is gonna get their just desserts. Yes. But Everyone's gonna get what they deserve. Yeah. Everyone the the good guys are gonna come out all ultimately gonna come out on top. Whatever whatever goes down during the two hours that you're watching this. Yeah. They're gonna come out on top. You know they're not gonna die. Yeah. It's just gonna <laughs> be they can rest easy. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be all the people who who terrible like people in anyway. shouldn't be in the world yeah. <laughs> are going to be extinguished. <laughs> and, you know, that has obviously we spoke about that, I think, in the rewards episode, mm. where that has also led us to feel like we should get what we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if we're good people, it's good things. Yeah, exactly. Which, as we know, doesn't always work out like that. Um just thought I'd throw it in there. Yeah, little um, hook for you if you haven't listened to that episode. Yeah, <laughs> go back and listen. And if you have, you can admire how mm- you know knowledgeable you are. <laughs> You're like top yeah. of your class. You're like, yeah, I know what she's talking about. Brilliant. So the problem is that I think, or that we think, is that um, the these kind of films, and also in all kinds of. Um, Books and basically any stories, any, na- any narrative is is why we kind of put it as a redemptive re- revenge narrative rather than you know revenge films. It's like any any kind of storytelling. There is yeah a lot of that going on. A lot of the yes. revenge um tropes being played out. Yes, and we kind of feel like that skewed our perspective a little bit. Yeah, and I also think now these like more. Um, quote-unquote highbrow dramas are mm. uh, also pulling out those same tricks uh, but they're kind of dressing up as you know dark and gritty realism yes exactly like somehow it's more realistic that someone would get killed yeah than that someone would be forgiven <clears throat> um, which i think is interesting and i think that's kind of what we meant by saying maybe it skewed our perspective a bit all Mm -hmm. these you know yeah more it seems like that's more true to life that you would go out and seek revenge rather than go out and have a conversation with somebody (laughs) yeah and you come to a reasonable conclusion yeah exactly and that's often as well kind of portrayed as being slightly naive and yeah yeah um wishful thinking So the reason that Gold Digger had such an impact on us was that it completely broke away from that convention. Yes. And on top of that, the recent drama I May Destroy You, Mm -hmm. um, which uh, we only saw like a couple weeks ago, uh, but I think has been out a bit longer than that. Anyway, that also did a similar thing brilliantly. Yes. I... Was so surprised by this one because I knew, again, kind of... Spoiler alerts, guys. Spoiler! Spoiler! Yeah. Spoiler! <laughs> um, I do really recommend that you go and, and watch this one, even if we do tell you how it ends. Um, <laughs> it was so good, and I really wasn't expecting it because I knew that it was about a... Or it had a rape storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We started watching it only because we'd seen so many people say how good it was. Yeah. Um, but I was slightly, oh it God, I don't know. very tense about the Yeah, ending. I, I was like, I don't really know how this is going to go, if I'm going to enjoy it. But it was so good. It was so subtle and nuanced. Um, really excellent writing, acting, directing, yeah. everything. But... We're not, this isn't just like a this review, it's an unplug of I May Destroy You. Yeah, we haven't been paid to say these good things, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, the reason that we particularly wanted to bring I May Destroy You up in conjunction with Gold Digger is that, um, oh God, I feel kind of bad that I'm just going to tell you the ending. But uh, there are, Multiple endings are played out in the last episode of how things could have ended. And so she actually plays out the revenge narrative as one option. And then she also plays out the um, redemptive ending. Yeah, the kind of forgiveness narrative. Yeah. Um, Well, I think that's why it was striking, because obviously Gold Digger only played out the 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 redemptive one. redemptive <laughs> narrative thank you i couldn't remember the word for a second um which was powerful in itself yes but what then i a destroy you did was it it played out both scenarios yes so you got to see how you felt at the end of each one yes and the re- re- revenge one came first and when you realized that that was where this was going like this character you'd seen from the beginning and had been raped and the, the consequences of that on her life, mm. the impact that, that had had you were like, she's about to get um, she's about to get revenge on the perpetrator of this uh, assault and you're like, oh my god yes, I'm yes. all down yes. for a bit of good revenge and so she ha- she's, she starts to have a revenge and you think it's going really well and then yeah. it gets you know, it, go- it crosses the line more and more, yeah um, in terms of the actions that she takes, until at the end of it, you got to the yeah. end of that narrative, and I just felt absolutely awful. Yeah, you were just like, "What just happened? Yeah, this can't be. Please don't tell me <laughs> that's how this is going to end." I just feel yes. so awful. I feel kind of it feels like that has gone too far. Yeah, like you've pushed it. It's pu- pushed it too far. Yeah, and the character herself had almost gone like mad. She had, like... and you saw her friend who had been with her throughout the whole thing. Was kind of just looking at the consequences of what they had just yeah. done, and was she was living out what you were feeling? Like what has yeah, just happened here? I just can't believe this. Um, but the main character, like you said, had almost gone so mad that she was just kind of in this world of yeah, of just out of, out of control yeah. and rage and and yeah, all that. And and then anyway, and then it kind of rewound, and you saw this separate narrative where. Um, she met this guy, the who perpetrated this assault, and she she was able to kind of almost love him and forgive him. Yeah, they um kind of brought in his his story, how he had got to that, or I guess speculated yeah. how he had got to the the point of actually um raping this woman um and so in no way was it um trying to let him off the hook but it was showing that you showing compassion for this character who throughout the whole series was kind of this faceless monster yeah and then and then by the end when she was able to let go of the whole instant on her like the power it had over her um, through forgiveness, she was a. It was able to lose its power, and she was able to just move on with her life. Yeah, You felt so good after that ending. Yes. Like I felt so uplifted. I felt empowered. I felt like, yes, y- you know, this shows you. You know, she can get over something like this. It gives you, gives you a feeling of like I can get over these kind of events in my life, not even as traumatic as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it was just. Yeah, I just ended up feeling totally uplifted. So I do recommend watching that, as we've said. Um, but, yeah, to get back to the point and not to turn this just into a review show <laughs> of BBC drama. Please, please, can we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I still don't quite see how this relates to The Good Fail. Yeah. At least that's what we think you're probably thinking. Yes. I know how it relates to good fail, because, <laughs> please God, may I know You yeah. we were the one who, like, planned this whole episode. If we don't know, nobody does. Um, um, we, we do, yes. Yeah. This is a question that you might have. I still don't see how this relates to the good fail. Yeah, and it's a good question to have, for sure. So, let's try and delve into that. Yeah. And try and give you the answers yeah. you crave. <laughs> so, as we've said in our culture, um, the revenge narrative is revered. And we speculate that mm-hmm. this is because it is largely seen as action based. Yes. And very definite. Very definite action can be taken with revenge. And is also, dare we say it, um, perhaps a more masculine trait. Coming from our patriarchal society. Which has come from our patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, I think forgiveness is seen as much more passive and therefore a much more feminine quality. Exactly, and therefore not revered as much. Yes. Um, what both of the dramas that we have just <laughs> given you minute details of um, did so effectively was to make, in both cases, the woman's choice. Mm-hmm. Um, To forgive a very, very powerful one. Yes. It was kind of showing you the power of forgiveness. Yes. Because actually that was how they took control of their lives. Yeah. Instead of losing control to the rage and
1: the pain.
0: Yeah, they weren't continuing the suffering. Yeah. They were ending it. Yes. Which is very powerful. Mm-hmm. So, this relates to the good fail because... <laughs> we're getting there, guys. We are yeah. getting there. <laughs> um, the same relationship also exists between failure and success. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because success is is viewed more as something active and meaningful like you're striving for success yes it's all and also kind of that got that go getting kind of attitude yeah like. you are gonna you're you are taking firm affirmative action by taking steps towards success yeah whereas failure is seen as something that is. Passive, it happens to us, it's completely out of our control. Yes, we can easily fall into the victim mode. Yeah, exactly, this is with failure. Yeah, this is happening to us, we have no control over it. Yes, which can then make us feel miserable. Yes, of course, while we see, we're delineating success and failure in that way, failure, of course, is completely undesirable and terrible, thing yeah. that happens to us. Yeah. Um, that we can have no control over. Have no control over and should be avoided at all costs. Yes. Um, so as with um, the forgiveness narrative mm-hmm. which can actually be really powerful, yes. as we've demonstrated. As we've demonstrated, or has been demonstrated for us. For yes. us <laughs> um is there a way to make failure a powerful choice? I hope so, yeah, there definitely is. I think there's, because there's another place that revenge narrative plays out, and that's within ourselves. Yes. How many of us are mean to ourselves? (laughs) Did I just like take that from you? (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. You can can take the next one. So how many of us are mean to ourselves when we mess up? Yes, and we suffer from low self-esteem because of it, yeah, and feel that we don't deserve. We actually feel like we don't deserve to be kind to ourselves. Yes, I definitely. Yes, <laughs> Is that my relationship. Yes, to that I, yes. it resonates with me too. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, so we, we're mean to ourselves when we mess up, and we don't feel like we deserve to be kind to ourselves. Yes, or the good oh, things. Let's repeat maybe that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't feel we deserve the good things. Oh right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you looked at me so blank. Uh, um, uh, segue into a nice little anecdote. Please. Yes. okay. <laughs> I was just trying to think how I could um, kind of go into that. So you gave me a nice little little ramp. <laughs> <laughs> run, 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 run. Uh, <laughs> such a good mental image. Anyway, <laughs> okay, my little anecdote. Um, so initially, we wrote out a plan for this podcast. And we decided that failure was seen as passive and success was seen as active, Mm. which I totally think is true. But a while afterwards, after we'd written this plan out, and I kind of forgotten that, I had this realisation about myself, which came about, um, I think, a success. I possibly spoke about in one of the episodes nice. of this series. <laughs> um, it's a bit vague. Um, was an Instagram sale that I ran um, a couple of a month or so ago, um, where I sold one of pieces through Instagram rather than making a new listing for them on Etsy or putting them off my website, and it was just for twenty four hours, and I was very apprehensive about how it was going to go, but I ended up selling. A lot of things that I had wanted to and overall it felt like a really big success mm. for me. Um, and it felt like I'd stepped out of my comfort zone. Lots of good things. Um, I realised when I was lying there in bed that night after the sale had gone so well. And I caught myself seeing my success and going like, I just don't know how that happened. Yeah, What a fluke. That's just so amazing yeah. that it's just happened like that for me. And what struck me was that if it had been a fail, a failure, the sale, mm. and I hadn't sold anything, I would have been... I would have known every single reason yeah. why and how it had failed. Yeah. And most of them would have been to do with me. Yeah. Oh, I probably didn't advertise it in time, like I didn't do enough promotion. On yeah. It. I like, obviously wrote the copy for the things that I was selling yeah. really badly. I'm just so bad at selling things. It's, and they were too expensive. I shouldn't have charged that much. Yeah. I'm not talented enough as an artist. Yeah. And yet when it came to my success. I had no idea how that happened. And I didn't turn around and say to myself, wow, well, well, look at you. You just written really good copy for all of that. Mm. And you have advertised it really well and you were really enthusiastic and your energy was really good. And I I had no idea how it <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah, And I realized that that had been a pattern in my life for things where I'd have succeeded. Yeah, a kind of, and almost you're, you're making it. So saying to yourself, If I did that again, probably it would then be a complete failure. Yeah, it might not happen like it happened this time. Yeah, And so my realisation about that was that I was trying to take control of failure Mm -hmm. while letting go of control of success. Which initially, when I thought about that in relation to this episode, I felt was a contradiction. Like we'd been saying, no failure we see as passive and mm-hmm. success we see as active while I was viewing it the other way around within myself mm-hmm. and I was seeing failure as almost like the active force in me and success as the mm-hmm. passive mm-hmm. so I thought how are we gonna make these two worlds fit together I don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm basically <both> <laughs> gonna have to lie <laughs> yeah. or we're just gonna have to rewrite the episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> um, I did think some rewrites are gonna have to happen um, however, after kind of sitting with it for a bit and also discussing it with Abra, we kind of came to the conclusion that actually what it was is that because we feel so out of control with failure, mm-hmm. what I have been trying to do, and I assume a lot of you also, is trying to control failure in any way that we can. Yeah. And often that means... Beating ourselves up and blaming ourselves for our failures, mm-hmm. while then also trying to minimize the the effects of success. Yeah, um, which I could, I can also see perhaps plays into um, again our kind of patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I've also been conditioned to be this kind of like modest, mm-hmm. good girl who yes you know, doesn't, doesn't blow her own trumpet and say how successful I've yeah. been. Uh, but that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what it also does is lessens, lessens the impact of success so that, because I'm just so convinced that I'm always going to fail, yeah, I don't want to feel success too much. Like, and, like, tying in very nicely with our conversation at the beginning, like Oprah Winfrey was saying, she's never mm. allowing herself to feel that bad, like, wanting something so much. Right. Exactly. It's actually, what it is, is putting up a barrier or trying to make the slide down into failure a little easier for ourselves. Yes, right, not so steep. Yeah, which yeah. is also something that Brené Brown talks about in her book, um... Daring Greatly. Daring greatly, yeah. Uh, which we go on about so much. But that's one of the things that she really talks about having to break down, is that idea of not leaning into actually the good times mm. and always holding yourself a little bit back because you're already anticipating the fallout and the, the things that are going to go wrong afterwards. Yeah, exactly. And so, to bring that back round to our podcast yes. topic... Um, forgiveness can be a powerful tool here in this instance. Yes, it can. (laughs) Yes, it can. When you fail, choose to be kind to yourself. Forgive yourself. Yes. Maybe forgive other people who you might wish to blame for your failure. Yeah. A lot of the time when we fail... I say we fail, I'm going to say when I fail. I'm going to take responsibility (laughs) for this. When I fail, the first thing I want to do is blame other people. (laughs) Yeah. And also leave a good dose for myself. Leave a good dose for myself, but I want to divvy it around to everyone else. I want everyone else to feel as awful as I do about this because it just feels too much pain to carry on my own. Instead, and maybe there is a good reason for blaming somebody. Maybe they really did help. In your downfall. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, we shouldn't just like... (laughs) If you need to blame someone, blame someone. Yes, but... Actually, the powerful thing to do is to actually forgive them. Yes. Again, as has already been demonstrated. Yeah, exactly. The power of forgiveness. Um, So forgive them and forgive yourself. Be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Yes. Um, It's not easy no <laughs> yeah. um, I hope it would get easier with practice yeah I wonder if it will I always feel I think that well okay so my opinion right now at this very second would be that it probably is always something that you have to Consciously do like you can't just be like oh I totally forgive yeah forgive myself and I don't feel bad about this yes. at all yeah um but that with doing it more regularly you become you could become conscious of that as yeah the next step yeah and be ready to embrace it and not. Be fighting against it. Like no, I don't want to. I don't want to forgive you. No, I don't (laughs) want to forgive myself. I just want to be horrible to myself. Yeah, I just want to be miserable and mean. Just let me, all right? (laughs) In the end, at some point, you get to the point. It's like, okay, I know I feel really horrible about myself, or I feel really terrible towards that person who's just really helped me slide down into this pit of awfulness. But I know the next step is going to be that I'm going to forgive them. Yeah, and I'm going to get over this. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, it would get better with practice um and i guess you know you're breaking down old patterns which can be really hard it, but you're making new ones and hopefully yeah uh, eventually the tracks that you create you're yeah. going to get strong enough that you can easily see the path forward rather than yeah. stumbling around going oh i can just see this other path Really obviously there. Why don't I just take it? Yeah, (laughs) I can Uh, barely see. Yeah, barely see this other route that you're telling me I should probably go down. It's not even there, guys. (laughs) I can't see it. I'm not going. Yeah, um, but once he walked that way a couple of times, yeah, it's a bit clearer. clearer. So, anyway, (laughs) (laughs) are you you on board with this metaphor, guys? (laughs) (laughs) We have multiple metaphors going on like the entire time, so I'm. Not surprised if you're completely confused. Yeah, if you're keeping up, well done. Yeah. So, when we stop taking revenge on ourselves and instead forgive... Yeah. ...we'll be able to actively engage with failure. I think so in a... Yeah, we'll be able to engage with it and have a proper discussion over it instead of... um, Revenge cuts off conversation. Obviously, when something is action-based, it actually... You you don't have a conversation about it because it's just about taking the action. Whereas something like something that's more passive, like forgiveness, actually opens up conversation. Yeah. And so you are actually able to engage in a, a conversational, constructive way with failure. Yes. And in a much more helpful way than what I was noticing that I did. Yes. Which many of us do, which is blame. Yeah, a slash still do, by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not saying I'm... Uh, <laughs> yeah, my path isn't clear yet. No <laughs> way. There's a lot of ferns and tall grasses and yeah. um, um, dead branches yeah. and trees in the way. And, yeah, there's been terrible storms yeah. My recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, still going with that metaphor. <laughs> um, what can we conclude from all this? Wow, we're at the conclusion already. Okay. I, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, we de- desire action and meaning, like, so much. Mm-hmm. And dislike anything we see as being passive. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, popular culture has taught us that both forgiveness and failure are passive. Yeah. And we feel like we have less control in both scenarios. But there are examples of both being very powerful and full of the meaning we so crave. We just need to practice and continue to make active choices. Wow. Wowie. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. What are our recommendations for this week? We've recommended these so much over the last 40 minutes. I almost <laughs> feel like this is a redundant question. Um, but we are, I, I'm going to say it out loud one more time. Gold Digger is written and created by Marnie Dickens and is on BBC. And is I it still on go... My Player? Well, possibly. Go and have a look, guys. It Try well and be. find it. It was really and good. It was so good, you need to track it down and watch it. And I may destroy you, which was written and created by Michaela Cole, is definitely still on BBC iPlayer because we watched it like last week. Yeah. And that is also really good. And I know we have kind of given away the endings, but I still think, you know, they're worth watching. The good thing is if you're like Marl and I and you hate watching things where you're like I just have a horrible feeling this is going to go so badly Mm -hmm. wrong. I don't know if I want to invest in these nice characters when I know horrible things are going to happen to them or they're going to turn out to be horrible people and do horrible things. If you're like (laughs) us... That's never happened to us before. I mean, I'm not talking from experience here. Actually, maybe you would enjoy it more watching them now that we've given you all the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that turnaround because <laughs> now you don't have to worry when you're watching it. You can be totally relaxed. <laughs> like when you're watching the superhero movies, you just know that things are going to turn out nice. We have done you a massive favor. <laughs> <We have. laughs>
1: Great, okay. just go go
0: and find them in whatever way you can and watch them. Yes. is our recommendation. What's coming up in our next episode? Dun, 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 dun. I made it sound dramatic because it's a surprise. I know. I'm actually kind of terrified. <laughs> I'm a bit nervous about this. But we have given control of deciding what our next topic is over to our patrons. Yes. We're hoping they are going to vote on this, (laughs) or there might just be—I don't know—us talking about our cats. (laughs) If nobody responds, Um, we have we're running a poll over on our Patreon page for our lovely patrons um, to decide what our next topic is. Yeah. So, it's going to be a surprise for you and it's going to be a surprise for us. As of this moment, we do not know. Bit scary. Yeah. Terrifying in fact. <laughs> um, so tune in next time to find out if we're talking about cats or a good fail. Yeah. Or just anything. <laughs> um, I'm sure we could fill up a whole a whole episode just rambling about anything. Yeah, like cats. Like cats. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. oh, we could turn this into an opportunity to segue into film reviews. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just review BBC dramas, films, and then that would be our job and we would be forced to watch things. Yeah. Just to review them for this podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. This is filling me with quite a lot of excitement. <laughs> um, take care. And we will... I was going to say see you soon, but we won't. No, we'll... You'll hear us. You'll hear us and we'll be aware of your amazing presence. Yes. Listening to us. We love you so much. Take care. Bye. Mwah. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to the Good Fail podcast, then you can find us on these other platforms. Abra is on Instagram at Pretty Messy Official. And you can find Merle on Instagram, Facebook and Pinterest at Merle Made Tales And online at www.merlmadetails.com. Together we can be found on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at The Goodfail. And we're also on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash thegoodfail. If The Good Fail speaks to your soul and you feel like you just get it, then why not consider joining our community over on Patreon, where you can get to know us more as creators and help us make more of these podcasts. Plus, find great extra content and possibly even get to listen to each new episode of The Good Fail a whole 48 hours before anyone else join us again on the good fail and thanks for listening